All right. Good morning, good people. I, uh, it's officially July 28th. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's birthday. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this morning we are walking with Sharia and I have alongside me, not well, not literally side me. I wish they're going to talk about me that too. as well. But, uh, <laughs> I have along with me, my sister in love, which is one of my favorite, favorite people, Sasha Day, who is going to talk with me about what type of, what type of cage are we bound to? And we're going to kind of do a play on words. I absolutely love the fact that when we think of one thing, it creates this negative thought, but we're going to spend it so that we can give you some insight into how you can make your cage something that's supportive and loving. And so Sasha's going to get us started. Welcome, 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 my beauty. Thank you. I'm so great to be spending your birthday with you. I wish I was yes. closer. But better, better talking than not. So exactly. I'm going to take what I can get because right now that is a blessing in itself. Excellent. So, so super excited that we're doing this on your birthday, which is, you know, it's kind of great because I find that Sharia is a big part of my cage and we'll get into that <laughs> a little later. Yeah, but yes. so I think we're talking about um, what type of cage are we bound to? So let's first give a definition of cage. Uh, so the Webster Dictionary has a cage as a box or enclosure, having some open work for confining or carrying animals slash birds or your love or personal jewelry. So another definition which I am going to really use is a framework serving as a support. So we're going to go with that Ah, definition because right now I think in our lives right now, things are a little hectic and things are a little hard. And I think we wanted to touch on just how we have our support and how um, a cage, which can be so defined as a bad thing, and we mm-hmm. can also find the good things in it. So that's how, and we, we, we actually came upon this because we were talking about, I'm going to be uh, transparent here. We were talking about friendships and um, me being able to either grow with this friend or let this friend go. And this is how the analogy of our cage came up. So this is why we're talking about you know, the framework of our support system that we have around each other. Is it a good cage, a bad cage? How do you want to define it? And this is also a great way to have a topic of conversation for anyone that wants to jump in and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about how they define their cage. So I think we want to define our cage as our framework. Who do we have around us that supports us? Can so, you just read it for me one more time? I'm sorry. Yeah. The definition of, because we had two definitions. One was sort of like an engagement, kind of locked in. And then yep. the second one is the one that we're going to talk about today. So, yeah. So, we have Webster definary, uh, definition a box or enclosure having some open work for confining or carrying animals, slash birds, slash jewelry. Um, so, we have. Our defini- um, another definition of Webster is a framework serving as support. Yes, and so we're going to talk about how your cage should serve as a support and even how if you are supported correctly, you can fly and, 
and blossom and always have a space to come back to. So, yep. So you, we started talking about this about four or five weeks ago. Oh my God, it's longer than that because this is week four of this. So it's right. about six weeks ago. <laughs> That's another thing. Time is flying. Yes. Um, and so about six weeks ago, we were talking about me starting this, uh, I guess, walk and talk something different. And I can hear your birds. Full. Uh, <laughs> and so we talked about how important it was to have like certain energies in your life. So like the encourager, someone who's inspiring, someone who speaks really positive, but then also someone who helps you to correct, who helps you to self-correct in the sense that like they can see you sometimes past you see in yourself. And so we talked about really, are we in relationships that we feel bound to just because of time? Are we in relationships we feel bound to because we had a shared or trauma bond? And when it comes down to it, most of our relationships outside of our families, we select based off of where we are at the time. And sometimes that's good, right? Because depending on where you are, that could be awesome for your relationships and growing. But sometimes that's also bad, right? And when I say bad, I don't really like all negative but sometimes it's based off of we are both going through a struggle right we're both going through starting a new relationship or uh ending an old relationship and all we know is the pain from that and so it bonds us together and a lot of times especially now we see people talking about trauma bonds and all that stuff really what it means is that we have a shared narrative even if we don't have the exact narrative. We have one that's shared that kind of connects us. And so I'm going to let you talk, Sasha, because I'm just a talker. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm that's sorry. exactly how we're looking at this because, you know, we can sometimes be, and like you said, it's where we want to go. Because if we have the people that, some people's cage is full of bad relationship. This is all they <laughs> yeah. know. This is real hot. (laughs) (laughs) This is what they know. This is what they want to stay in because they're afraid to fly out. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the outer world on our cage is scary. And that unknown keeps us in that cage where we don't need to be. Or we we don't know how to get out of. Ride is familiar. And then we have the cage that is building so strong that we, we, we're comfortable enough to say that cage is going to be our support. That if we go out there and the cage is like, you always have a home that's strong enough, but we want you to stay out there and build and grow and be who you can be, but you always have a support system that you can come back to. Mm-hmm. This is what we want you to look your cage as. Um, we want inspiring. We want, pe- we want us to find people that will at least help us grow, um, finding people who will encourage you, having people that will encourage you. You know, the other day, Sharia's had another talk and I found it so profound because I'm, you know, I talked to her a couple of weeks ago and I said, you know what, I'm feeling blah and I'm not quite sure. And I feel like it got a little worse, but I couldn't put words on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we get so comfortable sometimes that we need a little help with encouragers. Like I always tell you, like I said, Sharia is my biggest part of my cage because 
she's always pushing me to do a little bit more in a good way. It's never bad and it's always loving. So I guess also we do we do we want we want support that is loving loving and supportive in a strong way. Mm-hmm. Not beating us down, not making us feel bad. So let's build and let's figure oh, out how sorry. we want to build our cage. Yeah, because when it comes down to it, your cage so you at a certain point in your life you get to define or redefine your cage. And if we look at the fact that we've been encaged in so many different areas of our lives that we only see it as a negative versus a foundation that also could help us to learn to blossom or fly, whatever terminology you want to use, then we can actually use that cage for for our betterment, right? And so we were talking earlier about Sometimes the cage is only negative, has always been negative, has always been what's wrong with our lives or the story of our trauma, right? So our childhood, our families, our, you know, our environment have only felt like a negative place for us. And so really, how can I use that negative to be able to transition myself into framing a new cage and to looking into what type of relationships I need, what type of friendships I need, what types of community supports I need, right? So if I can't find it in individuals, maybe I can find it in structures that can support me. could be my spiritual faith, could be church, the mosque. It could be a number of different types of religious and or just spiritual worshiping that could allow you to really grow and feel nurtured. So being able to redefine your, your foundation and even your structure under you that holds you up which is really how we're looking at this cage, is to really say to yourself, if all I know is negative, I got to do something different. And whatever that something different is, we can't direct you in that. We can only assist you in saying that you can look into the different areas of your friendships and your relationships. You can decide for yourself that I'm going to start new with all of my friends, but I'm going to do that only after I'm whole with myself. And when I say whole with myself, what does whole look like for me? Right. Right. And so one of the conversations we were having specifically about ending or setting boundaries in friendships was that both of us and we both have a similar relationship that has changed. I don't want to say ended because mine hasn't really ended. It just has changed. And with it changing, it kind of struck a nerve. It struck a nerve of saying, well, hey, was I really being supportive, loving, or being supported in love? And in some, if either of those questions were no or answers were no, then maybe it was the best decision for us not to be as close, for us right. not to be as involved in each other's support because your friends, your family, or people who, because my family isn't all blood, right? So people who I consider my family should not be in competition with me right? Or in, in any area. When that means like, you shouldn't be in competition to show me that you're healthier. You shouldn't be in competition to show me that you're better than me in money. Like it shouldn't be a competition because it's nothing but love, right? Right. And I think without sharing too much details, one of the main reasons for me 
to restructure my actual foundation was because I found that most of my formative relationships were based off of trauma. And we had shared experiences. We grew up in shared in, um, environments. And as a result, as I got healthier in certain areas, it kind of, what's the nice way to say it? It kind of made <laughs> me a target in, in the rest of my friendships or relationships because it became easy to be like, well, you know, Sharia in that healing stuff, and maybe not saying it that way, but oh, you know, Sharia, she always trying to act like she she know everything or one right. or think everything is is positive, or she always trying to tell you how you can get positive about something. Sometimes you just gotta be real, and I think we take the concept of real and we make it this badge of honor for us when it really means that I don't want to do any self reflection, I don't want to work on myself, I don't want to actually get better. I want to criticize those who are trying to do and or feel better. And so right. for me, I had to make a decision and literally, because I'm also going to talk about the great parts of my cage, quote unquote, foundation, right? Or framework. The, um, the real part for me was I had to come to grips with the fact that if I'm choosing to go to a, a different space, everybody may not be able to come with me. Yes. <laughs> Our lesson I'm for sorry. me to learn. <laughs> yes. Somebody say amen. <laughs> and so like, so when we think about the, you know, like the, the cage or the foundation, where are we now with our choices? Because that's the part that is going to make the biggest difference in our lives is that we get to choose now. And so yeah. who would you say we need in our lives? <laughs> we need God first. <laughs> and he, we, he's the biggest part of our framework because then we, you know, he helps us make, make sure the frame that we want is what we want. But, you know, to touch on that, I think it's so funny because every part of your life is it's okay to build a new cage. It's, it's okay to see yourself grow and you have the right to decide who mm -hmm. you want in your cage or to help you with this cage. And two, you framework, have- Because we're going to change right, the language just a little bit. The right, framework. Framework. Because if you didn't hear the beginning definition, we don't want you to think we're locking you up. <laughs> right. right. But we want you to know that even when you think of this negative term, if we flip it, and we actually describe it for what it can be, it actually is a support, right? And right. I know we had birds when we were little, and one of the best things about our bird was that we could let him out the cage, and he would always come back. And so right. the cage wasn't collapsing the, the uh, bird. It wasn't keeping it, it wasn't so- It was stifling. It wasn't killing its social being, its growth. Exactly, and it wasn't afraid to go out and have other relationships, right? So your cage also shouldn't be locking you into only them. Like, right. <laughs> like, I, and one I, of the things that I've, I'm, and we can talk about this, I'm sorry, I'll cut you off. Go ahead. No, go, no, no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. It's your show, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> girl, it's your birthday. Come on, take the stage. <laughs> Thank you. No, I was just going to say, one of the things that I love about, like, say, our relationship is that we share each other. Like, so when I met Sasha, first of all, 
she married to my brother and I talked to her more than him. So don't tell she me. She thinks she but, shares uh, me. I don't know if I share her, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, well, you share me because even just an example of the other day when we were on the house party and you had your your family come oh. in and they stayed in and we had a great time for the evening going, right? So right. you share and sharing is about saying, look at how awesome this other human being in my life is that I want other people to know her, to know them, to love them just as much as me. And I'm supposed to be waiting on Michelle. So I'm trying to slow down because we're supposed to climb the mountain. Okay. (laughs) Climb this hill uh, for my birthday. But um, I'm going to keep looking back for her. Okay. If you're here, let me know. Yeah. I think it's, it's also, and we also have the right okay, so we got a, um, a to define okay, so define who we want in our lives. And <laughs> but one of the things that we do well is we share this in a way that's loving, right? And in a way that's honest to who we are, right? So, like Sasha, if I'm coming down there, I feel comfortable with going around her friends. When she came here, I mean, absolutely, my friends love her anyway because we we retreated together or some of my <laughs> friends. Right? And as an extension of our relationship, we have been able to create community within our friendships, right? right. So even even that is part of realizing who is in your structure and your foundation to help you grow, but also to help them grow, right? Because I may not be the encourager that she needs that day. So if I'm not the one she needs, then she could reach out or lend her or someone else within our circle or community can lend support. All right. Good morning. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm and I th- <laughs> yes, thank you. Sorry. And I think it's okay for us to also get to a point where we're okay right, with finding what we <laughs> want you. from our support. All right, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a happy birthday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you have to, we have to be okay with also defining what we want from our support. We have to be okay if they can't give it to us. Yeah. Um, oh, but we goodness. have to know what our support needs. Like, I personally know what I need from my friends and my family, and they know what they need, what I need, because I've expressed that. And it's okay because if you don't express what you need, you can't get, get it. If I need wood to build my cage, I have to go out there and ask for it, but specifically what I want. So it's okay for you to ask for what you need from your support. The question and 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 they don't have to give it to you. I was going to say, if they can't (laughs) give it to you, it doesn't make them a bad guy either. Right. Right. So they can't give it to you. That may not be the position they are in that area. Right. Right. But maybe someone else in your circle, maybe someone else and your framing can actually help you by giving you the additional things you need to build your nest, right? And so you might have to go outside of one person, right? So I'm working with someone who was, we're trying to actually build her community. And so one of the things that I said was, look at all the areas of your life, right? So last week when we talked, we talked about goals and we talked about the, the, the different like areas of the wellness circle, but look at all of those areas. Who the heck in your circle is strong in each area? 
right? Yeah. You ain't got to get one person that's strong in all of them. <laughs> right. Right. Because like, cause here's the thing. Everybody knows, I mean, I love my baby. He's great. He's awesome. My husband, I'm sorry. Right. And because I love him, I also don't want to overwhelm him with trying to be all things and everything to me. Right. Like, right. because I can't do that for him either. And so being able to say, who else do I need to make sure that this foundation, this framework is really supportive and then being okay with their strength in that area. Like right. not everyone is going to be able to pray for you, uh-huh. right? but that don't mean that they can't be the ones to help you with your financial goals. Right. right? So they might be able to put you on a whole new planet when it comes to stocks. Right. Like right. It's, it's being able to see that your circle or your cage doesn't have to be about being locked to it and locked to only one person's relationship. Now, we talked about how do we know when it's time to set boundaries, but how do we know when it's time to let go? Ooh. <laughs> you thought yeah. we were not going there, right? Yeah. We, we, we were tiptoeing around our own individual stories earlier. Sorry, right? Right. But if we're going to do this, we're doing this. See, us Leos, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to pull it all out. If we're going to embarrass yeah. ourselves, we're going to go all out. We go all, all out through my language because I don't curse. But we go yeah. all the way out, right? So think about it. How do you know when it's time to say up the boundaries to ending the relationship? Ooh. <laughs> Who like, wants to step in on that, that answer? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, what I, you think? <laughs> right. Like, give your answer, too, while you answer that question. Um, but I think you wanna- I find it so, I think when we, ah, I think it's so hard sometimes that you don't want to let go, but you know you should. So here's my you other, here's, here? uh, here's ahead, another part of that. It's kind of like, do you have that relationship that you need to let go because it is stifling you, it is hurting you, it's not supporting you? Or you have the relationship that you know this person is not going to be on your same level, you are way ahead in your growth, they're not willing to grow, but they're willing to love you and show you they're there, but not willing to go with you not willing to push you they're just there okay so then you can keep that person right because i feel like that person is keepable like i'm gonna say that i know that sounds bad lord forgive me because we all are keep that's not a that's not an unhealthy relationship yeah exactly right that's not an unhealthy relationship we about to bring um (laughs) my walking partner in here because she just talking on the side i'm like i I know i know so i'm gonna bring in michelle see we share the space (laughs) hi michelle Hold on, let me bring her in if I can do this correctly. I'm going to allow you to talk, okay? All right, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. You got to unmute yourself, babe. <laughs> Hi, Sasha. How are you? Thanks for yeah. joining us. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I was all excited and up early this morning and uh, watching some nonsense about my metabolism and didn't realize what time it was. So I'm happy to be here. 
Happy I met you. Perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm on the side talking to Sharia, so she had to put me on. I was just saying, like what you described, I just said, like what Sharia said, that's not an unhealthy relationship. Doesn't mean we have to cut that person off, right? They're right. just a part of our lives. They're not necessarily a part of the active journey we're on, right? right. So, yeah. you know, I think we all struggle with this, especially in relation to family, right? Yeah, because I'm the type of person who I'm and I've said before, I'm not going to cut my family off, you know, and I do have family members who are not healthy for me. So learning how when that person is just not an active part of your journey versus when we actually need to cut that relationship off. I need to hear that. I really don't like at what point does it become toxic or unhealthy for you? So I'm going to go into that. Here's, here's, go here's, I'm going to go into that one because I Thank think I you. have one that's very personal. And, you know, it's my mom. Oh, and Oh, we going there, huh? Yeah, we going there. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sharia. Right. Hello. Hello. This is the perfect example of when to cut it off. Because here's, I have tried, here's my thing, we know when we have a relationship that we want so bad that we feel like, okay, if I do everything, if I even make an attempt, it's okay, but if, if when I'm with that relationship and it's just negative and I have no energy and I feel, I feel empty, I know it's time. I know I had to because I feel like every time I was I attempted, she killed that excitement for me. She always, perfect example is when I said, when I was my first marriage, my first marriage, when I said, um, you know, I'm getting married and she's like, well, your dad is paying for it and blah, blah, blah. Wait, what happened to, congratulations, I'm so happy for, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) right, let's, let's, let's go back. Let's rearrange that topic, you know? So I think we know when to cut it off. The question is, do we want to cut it off? Because we are, mm. earned, we are needing and yearning so hard for, for the relationship we want. And I but think when, sometimes, I'm going to change it up just a little bit. Sometimes it's also okay to pause the relationship. So I think there's this uh, all or nothing energy that comes from cutting off. And I, and I have family at different places in their lives and different places in their healing journey. And so for me, it's really important to know when to pause um, and when to say, this is costing me too much. And what I mean by that is, am I being attacked when I'm in the relationship? Am I trying to pull on places that that person can't give to me and or can't bring to me in terms of like betterment or even just neutralness, right? If every time I'm in an encounter with you, it's about you trying to attack me, bring up the negative parts of my past then I got to say to myself, this isn't where I'm at right now. And in this space, I need to pause for a minute to, to reassess how this person can be in my life and or if I need this person in my life at all. And so for right. me, it's sometimes a pause more than it is, say, a cutoff, right? Like, I may not cut you off because you're my family, but I, but I will pause you. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess I have to and learn I'll do how it. to, to pause put that in a pause situation now and but hey that does not indicate that I have never cut anyone off because (laughs) there has been what has been too toxic to return to 
Right. And that in itself was after I did a pause to assess. And what I realized was that there was nothing specifically in this friendship, because it was a friendship, there was nothing I was going to be able to do to change my growth. Like, you want me to be Sharia 17, 18, 19, when I'm, well, literally today, I'm 42. <laughs> when I'm a grown-ass woman, excuse my language. <laughs> like, like, and part of me having to do that was every time I tried to restart and reestablish the relationship, it was met with such a resistance that was negative that I was like, I can't do this no more. I didn't got too right. old to try to keep telling you or make you love me. Man, <laughs> Sharia, you just dropped bombs. You just dropped several <laughs> mics. And when you first started it off, you gave us a little bit, you know, my mind gets real technical. You gave us like a criteria. <laughs> you gave us some things to sort through. I want to hear those questions again. I guess I need to go back and listen to the replay. I mean, those answers again. But also, but I have a question. Mm -hmm. You know how you talked about every time you try to reestablish it. What if people try to reestablish a relationship with you and they're, <laughs> but, but they haven't changed at all and they have absolutely no self-reflection. How do you handle that? Because I don't know. How do you handle that? Okay. <laughs> well, so Sasha, did you want to try or do you want me to take this one? No, take it. It's your real birthday. Simple. Take the stage. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be real simple, Michelle. You don't have to respond to anyone that you don't want to give your energy to. Like, I think if we gave ourselves the permission we give other people, which yep. is to do whatever they want, live how they want, but you can't do that. If, like, for yourself, you got to be willing to say, when I've established that this was over and nothing has changed, because you might actually be like, well, let me entertain a conversation. But right. then I get in a conversation, it's the same energy, it's the same yep. nonsense. Then I have a right to be like, well, I tried. <laughs> Or As like I you said right earlier, even too. say, I'm not even going to do that entertaining, and that's okay too because at some point they may have ran. Look, the water has ran dry. If the well is dry, you can't come here for water, even when you want it. It's not here anymore. So sometimes, even if they're trying to reestablish, if your boundary is that I can't go back, it's okay to not go back. There's certain people, especially ex-boyfriends and ex-men and all that stuff, right? Then I'm yeah. like. We ain't got no problem with not returning to. The same should be true for friendships that have sucked us dry. Or yep. even family members who are willing to suck us dry. I know that's hard to do. Right. But it's something that I feel like if we gave ourselves permission to do, it would free us up of so much pain and hurt. Like, and like we said earlier, I think we have the right to define what we want from people. Just like we have to define what we want from ourselves. We have to tell people what we want in order yes. to, for us to get it so if i if i can't i have to tell you like even with the friendship even with my mom i cannot do your negativity like right now in my life and i know for the last four or five years i can't deal with the energy you give me mm -hmm. because you're always either negative or it's always about the past or you, you're not saying anything to me to build me up i can't be around you and that's okay. And I think, and I because I defined say, that That's hard. Know. Yeah, I was going to say, that's hard. If I've done everything in my power to try to give or receive love from someone, especially someone as powerful as the role as mother, and it's still not coming, what I'm doing then is I'm just traumatizing myself every self. single time right. I'm in an encounter with them. 
And I think that's just as costly as you trying to like hold on. Like if you, every single time you are in this relationship, it becomes more damaging or reminds you of the rejection. It reminds you of the abandonment. And it reminds you of all those things. Then at some point, it's not, it's no longer their responsibility. Ability is yours. And that, not to cut to Ashura, but it's also no, the fine. next question is for yourself. Why do you keep keeping it? Because, oh. it's, because now you have to ask yourself, are you eh, hoping and wishing for something from that person that you're not getting and you're, you're trying to get it so That's bad right. that you're willing to take the beat up to get yes. it? So now it doesn't go on them. It goes on you. Because yeah. part of our growing is us accepting that not everything is for you. Yeah. Not everybody right. is for you. Last, and not I don't know if it was relationships week, for you. Or no, we was in the support group when we talked about um, dating narcissistic people. Right? At some point, we didn't gave out 800 definitions of what's narcissistic. When are you going to do the definition for what's dependent? Right? right? Because at some point, it's not just about dating a narcissist. It's also about you staying with them. Right. And so sometimes even in our cage, we got to stop trying to look at what's going wrong with the other person and what's holding me on, uh -huh. what's keeping me there. And what about this is filling an area of trauma, a space of neediness. And Lord, am I going up a hill? And, <laughs> <laughs> and I just realized it as I'm talking, because if you don't know, I'm afraid of heights. And Michelle and I said on my birthday. That's okay. You got this. <laughs> We were going to the top of this hill, and I'm going to take a picture to prove it once I get there. <laughs> so really, at some point, what are you doing to really, I guess, define or look at yourself and say, I deserve something better than this yep. or different than this? And if you can say that, then it's time to really consider the relationship is no longer as healthy as it could be. And we might need to move on. Y'all hear me breathing different, right? <laughs> that's a yeah. That's and a that's tad a, bit fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right, uh, Sasha, I'm gonna let you talk now. Tell them about friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and in, I think also it's just Ooh. it's it's that growth. It's you have this. You want, it's what you want. It's kind of like this framework of a cage, you know, like, okay, now I am in my 20s. I lived in the cage that was made of this. Okay, wait, I want to change my framework. I want to, I want to be, it. I want to grow. You did it? Yay! Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. There you go. <laughs> All right, you guys, I was in that with me. She <laughs> oh did it. Jesus. Now take a picture. Now I'm out of here. Uh-uh. <laughs> You gotta take a picture on the hill. Michelle taking one for me. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just it's it's a matter of, of what you want your framework to do because you know we can say all we want to say about all these uh things, but the question oh, is how we gotta go down. Oh. Sorry. Same way we came up. Okay, oh, there, exactly. I'm one sorry. leg in front of the other. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Sasha, I'm messing the end of yours all up. Me and my nonsense. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right, girl. That's all right. You're doing it. 
But I think it's also just it's it's our building our framework is also coming from growth and us growing and us mm-hmm. realizing that change is okay. Yes. Um, and defining what we want our change to be, because at the end of the day. For me to define how I want this framework to build, I have to sit down and I have to think about it. And then you develop it and it becomes what you want, not what the world wants, not what your friends want, but what you want. So you decide how your framework can be built. It could be built by toxic people. It could be built by positive people. It could be by inspiring people. The definition is all about you. So I guess at the end of the day, the question to everyone is, what is your cage? How do you define your cage? And how is the framework of your cage built? And so in order for us to end, I really want everyone to get those definitions we started with. So if you did come in late, because I think it's a powerful um, play on words, where it's like, we initially think the concept of cage is only negative. But really, right. when we talk about how it frames the support under us, it might absolutely make us fly. So Sasha's going to give us those definitions one more time. And then we're going to get closed out. All right. What cage? A box or enclosure having some open work for confining or carrying animals such as birds. Second definition, which is the one we are going to use, a framework serving as support. That's right. And so as you start to reflect on the relationships, your circle, your cage, those who you love, care about, Start to make sure that you not only are a support for them, but they are doing the absolute same for you and your growth. And if they aren't, then it's okay to start saying, I How need to you? set boundaries and or change the relationships. And so, Sasha, you're going to give us your information and we're going to be out so I can go ahead and celebrate all the way about this mountain. Yes, <laughs> we can jump for joy. Um, so, Sasha Day, I am also on Instagram as Betterfly. Um, Sasha, uh, I'm also on Facebook as Betterfly. I'm trying to promote Betterfly a lot more. I have yes. a group called Sisterhood Combo, which every Tuesday we have a question and we have mm-hmm. a conversation. Um, I'm also and she had very... the journal coming out soon. <laughs> it was supposed because to be out today, but uh... <laughs> we've been we've been lackadaisical. Um, but we're we're coming. I am all about support and uplifting my sisters and um, building relationships, but also about growing ourselves and asking ourselves these tough questions and being okay with the answer. Yeah. So look out for me and, and my journal. <laughs> yes, yes. And so ladies, uh, this is actually what's supposed to be our final week. However, I have a special guest, I think, coming next week. So we might be back live in the pack. But if all else fell, I have two ladies that I know will always join me. <laughs> but um, if she does make it, because she also sees someone at this time, I'm actually going to bring uh, my personal trainer on to kind of talk about how do you set fitness goals? How do you set goals? And how do you take care of your health in this quarantine? All right, you guys, thank you. Oh, wait. wait, wait, wait. Michelle wants to say I just want to say thank you to you, Sharia. On your birthday, I want I want to really acknowledge what just happened. I tried to capture it in video and on on a camera, um, but Sharia diligently walks this walks this park, um, and always walks around this big mountain. And she told me, 
I'm going to do that on my birthday. And I was like, what? Because, you know, I'm out of breath. But she actually has a fear. Her thing is fear. And so she said she was going to do it, and she did it. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's big. And, and, and you just are a true reflection of what you speak. You walk the talk. And I love you. Happy oh, birthday. I love you, too. Thank you. <laughs> I love all of you. I really do. And I'm just so glad y'all all come and share with us. So. All right. Be well. Be well. We love you. Enjoy your birthday, sis. All right. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Okay. Bye. Yay. Yes.